This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. It's just so weird to me that they, it, it's, it's like they intentionally went out to make sure that they didn't get anybody better than Zach Wilson and why that would be your your mindset when going yeah. and looking for a quarterback to save your season is beyond me. Maybe they're not trying to save their season. It, it seems that way. But Maybe why? they want I him mean, to save the season. Who, Zach Wilson? Yes. But he's not capable of doing that. You and I know that, but apparently they seem to think that he is because I can't, otherwise I can't believe they would have brought Because then what we're saying is that they're done. Otherwise, they would have brought a quarterback in, and they would have made him number three. Uh, it's it's it is. They didn't do absolutely it. Absolutely mind-boggling. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. You sit down. You sit down. On ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Gordon, Joel Namer was horrified. Horrified. Right, but people are, oh, he's got this ulterior money. He's disgruntled from the organization. No, he has eyes. That's right. It's not how you play quarterback, that's for sure. No. Hard to see Damer, the final hour of a Thursday edition of ESPN New York tonight, 1-800-919-3776. A little later in the hour, we'll take you around the NFL for week number four, give you some of the key games. Can't wait to hear what Gordon's going to say about the Buffalo-Miami game. That's a showdown for the top spot in the AFC East, but we'll take some more phone calls. Like Gary from Mayopac. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Gary? What's up, guys? Hey, you know what? I, I, I feel terrible that Zach is getting destroyed by every member of the media, ex-players. Do you realize that this team ruined Zach? They drafted him to be the next Patrick Mahomes and they tried to turn him into Aaron Rodgers. He is not a pocket passer. He does not do that well. They, When they seen him on his, his uh, throw day or whatever, when they went to see him, what, what sealed the deal was that he rolled right and he threw the ball 70 yards left. I haven't seen him do that since. I think he did it once in his first year, and everyone said, oh, that's what he did when the Jets went to see him. They ruined this. Not only did they put handcuffs on him, they put shackles on him, and he is so afraid to make a mistake. You can't throw that way. This guy was supposed to come out, be a gunslinger. He, where are the quarterback keeps? Where are the sneaks? It is really horrible. And you know what bugs me? Because I really like Sanchez. They did the same thing to Sanchez, and they ruined Donald. Three number ones, high picks. Is that the quarterbacks, or is it the organization? It, it's it's really mind-boggling, and people well, got to Gary, I'll say this. I'll say this, and thanks for the phone call. Good phone call, Gary. How does – they're not the same people. The same people that work with Sanchez are no longer here. The people that work with Donald are no longer here. And the people that work with Wilson, some of them are no longer here. So here's my question about this. Now, am I? did they do the best to help him out a thousand percent? No, I will agree to that. They didn't. There's more they probably could have done. But when does the quarterback get any blame? When does this kid get blame? Sanchez wasn't bad. I mean, took, got him the two, got him the back-to-back AFC championships. Yeah, they ran the ball a little bit, but he still had to make some plays. I mean, Gordon, I don't know. I think he's the only, he's the only, quarterback to have to go on the road to win three playoff games back-to-back years 
So, you know, he wasn't bad. All right? I mean, listen, and they drafted Zach Wilson to be Patrick Mahomes? They thought Zach Wilson was Patrick Mahomes? Whoever that is doesn't need to be going right. scouting football exactly. anymore. Yeah. They, 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 uh, that's, look, that can't be. I will agree with Gary in this. Do I think that we talk about this all the time, these these picks that are high picks, quarterbacks, we make it out as if they are finished products, and they're not. No. It's almost like they're a lump of clay, and it, it, there's a lot of things that go into making them the best that they can be. Have the Jets done the best they can to make him the best that he can be? Clearly not, but I do think that maybe it was also a bad pick. <laughs> it does happen. Yeah, could be both. And, and, and look, I think you have a stronger argument about that with Darnold because he had a very difficult situation. There wasn't a lot of talent on the team. And maybe you, you can make a, an argument for that for Sanchez. I think the weakest case you can make is for Zach Wilson that it's the outside things that are holding him back because he is surrounded with talent. We've now had a second offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to have changed any. Yeah. I mean, they're really trying to work with him. They're really trying to save him, Gordon. He, he's, he's gotten far more chances – than he probably deserves, and and clearly he's gotten more chances than the Jets would like to give him. Yeah, and they're committed. Now I would think after this I year, I think they're going to be committed after this year. <laughs> I think after this year, it's it's done. But I mean, I just I, I I just want him to play decent so I can stop talking about him. Larry, we were talking coming into this year about him being the backup, and if he had to play at all, you're screwed. Yes. He had to come in and play in the first game. Yeah. We were I was envisioning a scenario, hey, week eight, Rodgers gets banged up and he's out for, for three weeks. A couple of weeks. Yeah. Right. Oh boy, the Jets are really gonna that, that's really gonna take them from, you know, a sure playoff spot to questionable or for questionable to out of the playoff. You're riding the whole season with this guy. Yeah. And the fans knew as soon as Rodgers went down. <laughs> they knew. Yeah. Because they knew who was the backup. Well, they, they got the win that night kind of mm-hmm. filled them with some some false hope, right? Yes. Well, look, we beat the Bills. We, maybe we can do this. I thought yeah. the same thing, right? Like, he doesn't have to do too much. If the if the running game is good and the defense is good, they should win some games. Yeah. But he has regressed. He's gotten worse. Yeah, he has. And I think part of that is is they're so scared to let him throw the ball. But that's based on something. It's not just yeah. that they're like, well, we don't want him to 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 do his best. Or well, he he's he's made them that way. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm 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 flummoxed about this game on on Sunday. I just well, flummoxed I, about what 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 part of it? How bad is how bad it's going to be? How bad it's going to be? I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm. Because I don't see what they could do. To to get him to consistently, be able. E- even if you tell me, that. They they st- he has good drives on. Five, five, five or six decent drives in the game. He didn't have five or six decent drives all season. How's he yeah. gonna get five or six decent drives I, in the game? I don't know. See, so that's I'm, – I'm flummoxed about what, what – I mean, if I'm Nathaniel Hackett, I've got no sleep. I'm, I'm figuring, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do? <laughs> I need well, help. So what, at, what some point, at some point, maybe you realize there's nothing you can do. Yeah, but that's not – no, but he's got to do something. 
you know, he can't do nothing. He can't, you know, because he's paid to find, he's paid to find out, to find a way. That's his job. You're an offensive coordinator. Come up with something, come up with something, whatever it is. You know, I heard, I heard, I heard Artie talking to Dan Gross about the wildcat. <laughs> well, I, I, desperate, I get it, right? Try They're something. Desperate. Different. Sure. Try something because what they've tried hasn't worked. But That's then, how bad but it then is. you open yourself up to looking ridiculous. Well, they got no shot. Yeah. They have yeah, no choice. I guess they, that's I'm why you're in position to look ridiculous, like the the, exactly. the, the big studio boss in uh, Godfather. Yep, exactly. But 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 I mean, listening to Shoes and the Lions last week, throw it, throw the ball, throw the ball. You got to throw the ball. Yeah, you have some picks. Throw the ball. And I'm like, but then all right, don't kill them when they had the picks, because you yeah, tell them e- throw the ball. Each time you open it up, you're increasing your odds that something's going. You, know, you can't tell them. Happen, so right? so there's got to be, you know, can you throw? This is why this is why when you pick a quarterback, you better be darn sure you got the right quarterback. But see, usually when you you really screw it up with a quarterback taking them that high is when they they do enough to fool you. Right? Yeah. Like Marcus mm-hmm. Mariota, the guy who he's good yeah. enough to win some games, but he's not good enough. Yeah. Like that middle ground. Usually yeah. when you blow the pick, that's usually better. Because yep. you know well, you know what? We screwed it up. This ain't the guy. We got to go find somebody else. Yeah. But only the Jets have said no. We're, we're gonna. St- He's not the guy, but we're gonna stick with the guy. Fake it until you make it. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Maybe Gordon and I get a chance to uh, check out some more murders in the building Sunday in the second half. That Jet game. The, the Jets might be the one getting murdered in the building, you know? <laughs> I, I just can't get over that there's still, like, Zach Wilson truthers out there. That's unbelievable. It's like trying to break somebody out of a cult, Larry. What are the <laughs> steps of getting somebody out of a cult? <laughs> How do you do that? Like, what do you see? I don't know. You, you, I... you bring facts and reason and and rational thought, and no, it's they can do it with him. What 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 more do you need to see? And I get it. It's it's people just keep hammering. You kind of feel he becomes a victim everywhere you go. People just yeah. Kill well, him. He's everybody is hammering him, but it's because he's the one to blame. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean, <laughs> that's what it is. He becomes he becomes a victim. Yeah. He becomes a, oh man, you, I mean, get the, the pilot kid a break. On. Yeah, you know, come on. We know he's struggling, but geez, geez, Louise, give him a break. You know, the Jets haven't exactly, you know, been a great team at, at you know building quarterbacks. You know, no, they, that's true. That is absolutely really, true. You know, no. what do they know about quarterbacks? <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, give me a break. So you know, you get it. But you know, listen, they haven't. They started him wrong from the beginning by bringing him. Gotten the, everything. Well, okay. They started him wrong by drafting him. I get it. But I'm yep. saying is they started him wrong by not having the backup when he came in. So they threw him right out there. They thought he was ready. He wasn't ready. Then the second year, you know, then they brought in Joe Flacco. And that was, I mean, it's, it, I, I don't want to go down the history. Every step along the way. I don't want to go down the history. Every just... step along the way. And he gets lumped in with Darnold and, uh, and Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys were far better. Yeah. 
True. Both of those. Darnold was better, and he didn't have yeah. really anything to work with all that much. Nope. But at least, at least I could understand now, in comparison, why people would think then, well, Darnold had that one month at the, I think it was the end of his rookie season, he played really well. There's not really been any of that with Zach. No. And, and, he's, and it just seems like it's getting worse. It does. Dennis is in South Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, you know, I read an article today uh, that Josina Anderson put out basically saying that Woody Johnson's not spending any more money this year on quarterback. And I don't blame him. And I want to explain why. Because he put $70 million of guaranteed money out to Aaron Rodgers, okay? And granted, he wanted him here. He was part of the reason he wanted him here. But at this point, I could easily see him saying to Joe Douglas, hey, Joe, figure it out now. I'm not, I'm not opening a pocketbook up this year. You guys figure it out. I mean, I, I can't blame the owner. I can't. I can't. You hired Joe Douglas and this coaching staff to figure it out, and Joe could have got a better backup in here. We all agree with that. But now this is Joe's bet. He's got a lie in it this year. Yeah, but as a fan, Dennis, how do you feel about that? Uh, Look, okay, as a fan, look, if if he didn't bring Aaron Rodgers in and he would have put Wilson out there, right, I would have been like, oh, wow, he he don't care. But he did do enough. And you know what? You're paying these coaches to coach guys up, and I'm not saying what. Believe me, I agree with you with the Zach Wilson thing, but – do something. That's what you get paid the coach now. It's over. You're not picking up a line. You're not getting. You're not getting Kirk Cousins in here. You're not no, getting any not. of these guys in here. It's not happening. No. But no. what I'm saying is, I'm not paying another twenty million to get a guy in here because there's a good chance Aaron Rodgers comes back next year. I'm not doing it. Make this current situation work, Larry. If this was your boss and he invested in all these great ideas that you gave him and they mm-hmm. weren't panning out, he's going to say, "Well, you better make it work." Because no, there's no question about it, Dennis. It. There's no question about it. But and thanks for the phone call. But what I would have done is I would have spent some more money going on stirring up my offensive line to do everything I could do to protect my 39 year old investment. That's well, what I would have done if, if to make sure case, that he doesn't get hurt. If, if that's the case, and and the scenario that Dennis was presenting, if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm polishing up my resume. Because yeah, exactly. it sounds like it's an owner who's at the end of his rope that, mm-hmm. hey, you, you brought these guys in here. You're, I, I gave you all the money to spend, and, and, and this is where it looks like. And, and, and here's the problem for the Jets is that this could alienate some of the young core that you have here now. Yeah. Like, you can't afford to throw seasons away. And I get it. You've spent a lot of money. You spent $70 million, this thing, that thing. It's still early enough in the season. Now, if this was week 12 and you were kind of teetering or you're kind of a little bit delusional Forget about it. making the play, all we're right, gone. fine. Or if it's if it's at the trade deadline or something like that, all right, fine. I understand. But this happened week one. Yep. And so, like I told you earlier, Gordon, Nathaniel Hackett, figure something out. That's what, that's what Woody's saying. Figure something out. I know he's not the greatest – I know he's not the best. He's not the greatest. He's not the best. He's the Figure worst. Figure some out. Figure some out. At least, okay, at least make, make, which is a tough job. I get it. It's a tough job. Can you make the game like we can score some points more than 10? Can I see more than, can I see a number 
that under the Jets name that begins with a two. That's the first start I want to see. Can I see that? That's what Nathaniel Hackett's got to do. That's what he's got to do. And this is not the schedule that's going to be easy to do it, but that's his job. That's what he's got to do, Gordon. That's why he's up all night. All well, night. I mean, given the, the history here, um, I don't have a high level of confidence that they're ever going to get there because they have, they have again, like it's almost like blackjack where, where you get the, the – you've lost 17 hands in a row. Like you figure eventually you're going to win one of them. No, every decision, every step along the way, they've gotten everything wrong. Everything. 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 Buddha's in the Bronx. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Buddha. I cannot blame the owner for hiring a private jet to fly to Malibu to pick up a 39-year-old quarterback who was banged up last year Hasn't won a playoff game at home with home field advantage in three years. I can't blame the owner? Wow. (laughs) Listen, these Zach Wilson truthers and these Joe Douglas apologists, that last call usurped all of them, (laughs) in my humble opinion. Unbelievable. You know something, guys? You know, uh, when Rob Schaller gets fired, there's going to be three reasons why he gets fired. Yeah, first reason is, you know, he's not flexible. It was always about the system, Denzel Mims, uh, you know, Elijah Moore, all these other people. Second, he doesn't put any imprint on the games. When you see him, his arms are folded. I never see him talking to his coordinators. I see him arguing with the refs, you know, things like that. But the third thing, and I was talking with Joe, and he was talking about, and this was an excellent point by Joe Leo. He said, when you look at Dan Campbell, he came in one way and he learned he needed to be something else. Rob Sala came in one way and he's going to go out the same way. It is, it's, it's disgusting. And, you know, like I said, as a Jets fan, I told you a thousand times, you're not stressing me out with this nonsense. The owner is the biggest problem that we have here, and everything trickles down from, from that. And uh, until the owner figures out that you need to get a, a head coach with experience, a winning head coach, a Jim Harbaugh who could actually turn your program around and you allow him to do it, this stuff's going to continue, and I'm not going to even stress myself. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. You know. But listen, we got something we could get excited about. Saturday night is fight night. Well, that's right. Okay. Your boys. We fight. got Canelo. We got Charlo. You know, Canelo's advantages, obviously, his experience. You know, his natural size and, and his punching power. You know, Jamel's advantages are youth. You know. Um, specifically and possibly his endurance, you know, and, and Canelo is a slow starter. So if, if Jamel is going to win this fight, I think he has to, like, really go heavy, heavy volume in the first six rounds. You know, um, if, if he's not going to be able to knock Canelo out, he's got to really outscore him. You know, the danger zone for Charlo is, you know, as we said, Canelo, he gets started slowly, but when he gets warmed up, his style is not one that requires a lot of volume. I mean, you know, he's more of a bullying type of a fighter. So he, he he's going to close the distance, and he can end the fight with a two or three punch combination, you know, specifically based on his power. But the caveat is whether all these, these upper weight class fights for Canelo and everything have taken a little bit out of him. Mm. And, uh, you know, that Triple G fight, when he fought him again, I thought that that was absolute BS. There was no reason for him to do that fight, and and you know Canelo is my favorite is my favorite athlete. You know since Floyd retired, you know. But look, 
he didn't look that great in that Triple G fight, you know, and I don't know if he was carrying him or whatever the case may be, but, you know, if he has slipped a little bit, this will be the opportunity for, you know, Jamel to, you know, and Jamel is going up two weight classes, not one, two. Mm -hmm. So whether he's going to be able to carry that power, I doubt. He might be able to carry that speed. Not might. He will be able to carry that speed. But his only his only saving grace will be if Canelo has actually slowed down because the Bevo fight, you know what that was. But you can't keep going up and down in weight classes. When you're a fighter, when you go up in weight and you have to cut weight and we you have to do. put weight on, it takes a lot out of you. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Who cares about these Jets and their absolute nonsense, please? All right, Buddha, thanks for the phone call. This is a big fight. You know, it is. It is. Um, I'll have a chance to check that out. Maybe I'll record it and play it back on Sunday. <laughs> Not a bad idea, right? Have it have it in the holster for you. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. It's time of the show where Gordon and I go around the NFL, kind of preview some games for week number four. And we start out with tonight's game. You know, Gordon, there was a movie, I think Robert De Niro was the star. It was called Mr. Saturday Night. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that movie? No. Okay, there was a movie out called Mr. Saturday Night some years back. I think the Detroit Lions are going to be Mr. Thursday Night. They love Thursday Night Football, don't they? They win again 34-20. Lions have won 11 of their last 14 games going back to last season. Gordon, they may finally be relevant. <laughs> well, look, this game kind of tells you who's in control of that division because the other two teams are 0-3 on the season. Yep. So this gives the Lions a big leg up. Uh, sometimes the Lions don't always travel well outside the Dome. But they were in uh, Jordan Love's face tonight. I mean, especially in that first half, they were on top of everything. And uh, they win uh, going away, really. So I, I, I always love watching the stands of mm. organizations that have been good for a very long time and, and watching fans realize, ooh, we might not be good anymore. And there was just a glaze over a lot of those cheeseheads' faces yeah. sitting in Lambeau Field tonight. They, uh, that was a rough night. Rough night for them. Rough night mm -hmm. for them. Gordon, Jaguars and Falcons in London. 9.30 Sunday morning. You can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Right now, Jaguars, by the way, Gordon, their next two games will be played in London. First team to play multiple London games in the same season. They're 4-5 and five all time in London, have lost three of their last four. No other team has played more than five games in London Trevor Lawrence, 4-14 in career September and October games, 9-10 in November or later. And um, Jacksonville has held to one or fewer pass touchdowns in five of the last regular season games, four touchdowns, three picks in those games. So Atlanta, we're looking to see what's going on with them. I will say this, with a nod to uh, Gordon Damer and uh, promo code Gordon, Atlanta has lost seven straight as betting underdog, tied for the second longest active streak. Chicago, 11 straight. New England, seven straight. I hate London games. Hate them. <laughs> I don't want to wake up at 9. First of all, I'm not waking up at 9.30 on a Sunday. 
And then the game's already started. It never has a good feel to it. I know the, the fans there are into it, but it always feels kind of off. It's too early. I don't like early these, this idea. I know people who live on the West Coast, they really like that the games are. I don't want to watch games. Early. One, four. That's the, that's, just let me be. I'm just glad my team's not involved in the London games. I always hate the London games. And I hate the fact that the NFL always gives you the commercial. Hey, get ready for a lunch. We all hate them. <laughs> Nobody wants to wake up at 930. And, well, I guess some people do, but I, I hate it. I like a 1 o'clock window, a 4 o'clock window, a Sunday night window, a Monday night window, a Thursday night. Fine. You're good. 930 on a Sunday. Ugh. Just imagine, you could be in Vegas getting up when at 6.30 I wake up that, to watch it. That's early for me on a Sunday. Saturday night is a late night for me. Uh-huh. And, I, and what happens is generally, especially watching the Dolphins in London, a lot of times I'll be falling asleep in the first half, <laughs> trying to wake up, trying to get moving, <laughs> dozing off. Oh, man. Hate it. I hear you. Falcons are 1-1 and one in London games. Falcons looking to start 3-1 and one or better for the first time since 2017. They've won four straight against the Jaguars. Last time they lost was 2007. Desmond Ritter held to one of the fewer passing touchdowns in six of seven career starts. And, of course, the Falcons held to 44 rushing yards in a week three loss to the aforementioned Detroit Lions. I think the Jaguars are still in good shape, even though they're 1-2. and two, But the fact that they got hammered by the Texans the way they did. Not good. Uh, it's this is a little a little concerning it is. because after the Falcons they get the Bills, uh, the the Colts played them tough the first time they played them, mm-hmm. so I, I still think the Jaguars are coming out of that division because right. there's nobody else. But we kind of thought that this was the year they were going to take this big step forward. Mm-hmm. That has not materialized so far. Not been the case. Dolphins. At Bills. First time since 2013, multiple teams have outscored their opponents by at least 55 points in their first three games. Dolphins plus 59. And, of course, the Bills have, uh, you know, enjoyed their situation over 50-plus points as well for them. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. First matchup of teams coming off 30-point wins since 2018. That was Denver at Kansas City. Skylar Thompson, remember him, Gordon? I do. Yeah, he played well, though. Bills eliminated the Dolphins in the 2022 wildcard round, 34-31. to All three Dolphins-Bills matchups last season decided by three or fewer points. The Fish are looking for their first 4-0 start since 95 and the first three of those start on the road since 20-10. 95. 1995. What were you doing in 1995, Gordon? 1995? I wasn't even working in the business yet. Wow. I was still at Sports Phone in 1995. Oh, okay. The internet, as I always tell people, if you want to feel, you want to hear oh, the man. oldest sentence ever uttered, before the internet was invented, oh man, we used to have to call on a phone line, on a payphone, to That's hear right. what the scores of the games were. You tell Nine, somebody seven, six, of one, like three one three. Yeah, you tell somebody <laughs> of like twenty years or younger that story, they think you're making it up. Before, anytime you use any time, you have a sentence where you say, "Before the internet existed, there's nothing you're coming." And then when we were done at sports phones, we uh, we rode our dinosaurs home to go to bed. Stay Tuas, with us, Tuas Tungavailoas. This year, everybody's uh-huh. saying, "Oh, well, this is the year. He could he could be the MVP this year." Yeah, last year. Dolphins started 3-0. This year, Dolphins started 3-0. 
Last mm-hmm. year, at this point, Tua had eight touchdown passes, two interceptions. This year, Tua, eight touchdown passes, two interceptions. Last year, he had completed 72 of 101 passes. This year, 72 of 101 passes. Exactly wow. the same stats going into this game. And wow. last year, week three, they beat the Bills. Very uh, right down to the wire kind of game. Mm-hmm. That was the game people were kind of questioning whether or not Tua had suffered a concussion in that mm, game. Right. They said it was the back, and then the following week he got injured against the Bengals. So hopefully this week four for the Dolphins goes better than last year's week four. This is this The Dolphins can really show that they have taken control of the AFC East by going into Buffalo and winning that game. Because then the Bills will be 2-2, two and two, and the Dolphins will be 4-0, including a win against the, the Bills in Buffalo. So a lot riding on this game. Huge, huge. Josh Allen, 9-2 and two in his career against the Dolphins, including the playoffs. Most win he has at any team. He's 6-0 and oh at home against Miami. 11 straight games with two-plus passing touchdowns against the Fist. That's the longest by a quarterback versus a single opponent in NFL history. And the Bills have had nine takeaways this season, had zero in two regular season meetings against the Dolphins last season, but then had two in the wild card round. So that's going to be uh, that's an interesting one. Another one that could be pretty interesting, Gordon, Bengals at Titans. Joe Burrow, 3-0 against the Titans, limped off the field in the last game. Uh, His most wins without a loss against any team, a fourth win would make Tennessee the second team Burrow has beaten four times. He's 4-3 against the Ravens. Joe Mixon, 26 scrimmaging touchdowns since 2021, only Austin Eckler with 39. Devontae Adams with 28, and James Conner also with 28 have more in that span. And, of course, Gordon, how can we talk Bengals offense and not mention Jamar Chase? 12 receptions, 141 yards in week number three in the win against the Rams. Uh, he could be the third player in Bengals history with consecutive games of 10-plus receptions. You remember T.J. Husmanzada, 2004 oh, sure. and 2007, and Chad Tad Ochocinco in 2004. Bengals allowed five sacks this season. That's their fewest through three games since 2018. And, of course, the Titans – They've allowed 13 sacks this season. That's tied for second most. They're seeking to avoid their first one and three start since 2016, although they finished nine and seven, but missed the playoffs that year. Well, the Bengals have not been very good overall, and their defense has been terrible against the run. I think there's like only three or four teams that are giving up more yards per carry, and, and Derrick Henry has not gotten off to a great start. No. Uh, and he's coming off, I think, his least productive game. I think I have 2017 here. So he's struggling. At his age, you have to start to wonder: mm-hmm. is he kind of is he over the hill? So this yeah. will be a, that'll be an interesting test for this game. Buccaneers at Saints is another one o'clock game. Baker Mayfield one one pick and three sacks are his fewest equal to his fewest through three games of a season in his career. He's never gone the first four games without throwing multiple interceptions. Obviously, Derek Carr. I would think he's not going to play. He's questionable considered week to week. Don't know, but uh, expect Jameis, famous Jameis Winston, to make his first start since week three in 2022 when he faced, you know, when he faced the Panthers. He's gone six and four in his career as a Saints starter. Uh, He was the Buccaneers' all time leader in passing yards, 19,737, and passing touchdowns, 121. One and one with two touchdowns and three picks and two career starts against his former team. Chris Olave, they need him, Gordon. Three straight games with six-plus receptions to start the season. Had three such games all of last season. Looking for his third 100 receiving game of 2023, which would tie his rookie season. 
Uh, they really miss um, Alvin Kamara. He's expected to make his season debut after missing the first three games, suspended for violating the league's personal conduct policy. And, of course, when you talk uh, Tampa, you talk Mike Evans, 700 catches of his career on the receiving touchdown in week three, one of three active players with 700 career catches with one team, along with Keenan Allen and Travis Kelsey. We kind of came into the year looking at the NFC South, if we did it all, thinking, well, it could be the Falcons, could be the Saints, could be the Bucks. It's going to be anybody probably but the Panthers, and at least so far it, it could be anybody but the Panthers. Panthers are 0-3. The other three teams are 2-1. and So um, the fact that the Saints probably are not going to have Carr is a big blow here because they were going to win that game last week yeah. uh, pretty easily against the Packers, and then he goes down and it, it, the, the Packers come back and get the win. So that's a big loss. Definitely is. Ravens and the Browns. Third meeting between Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Ravens won the previous two by a combined score of 74-23. Jackson's got five touchdowns, no picks in those meetings. Ravens seeking their third three-and-one start in the last four seasons and fourth in their last six. Gordon, they're 12-3 in October with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. That's the best record in the league since 2019. Uh, as far as the Browns, they're, conce- they're looking for their third three-and-one start in the last four seasons. Remember, they hadn't started 3-1 or better since 2001 prior to this stretch. They've won two straight home games against the Ravens, but never won three straight at home against the Baltimore Browns. Have not allowed a touchdown in two home games this season, and they've outscored their opponents 51-6 at home. Only the 2006 Broncos and the 2000 Dolphins, the only team this century to not allow a touchdown in each of their first three home games. The Browns is for a stat. The mm-hmm. Browns have given up a total of 21 first downs this year in three games. Wow. it's amazing. That is 20 fewer than the next team. Wow. So the, That's crazy. The second-place team has given up 41. They've given up 21. Yep. Their defense is legit. It is. It is. How, how are the Ravens always injured? Yeah, I know. Aren't they always <laughs> injured? Always. Every year they're injured. Every single always. year. It's crazy. By the way, Miles Garrett, four and a half sacks this season. His most sacks through four games is six, done in both 2019 and 2021. So he uh, a little down, but you know he's he's still on the road, still oh, rolling. I mean that defense is legit, man. They it's are great. they are elite. It is. Commanders at Eagles Sunday at one. Eagles seeking back-to-back four and starts for the second time in franchise history. Did it in '92 and '93. They've won 11 straight September-October games dating back to the 2021 season. That's the longest in the NFL. Next longest is five. Eagles looking to become the first team to start 4-0 or better after losing in the Super Bowl the previous year since the 98 Packers finished 11-5, and they're seeking their third straight 200-yard rushing game, which will tie their longest such streak in the last 70 years. They've allowed fewer than 50 rush yards in each of the last two games. Jalen Hurts. Gordon, he's been a little bit good. 20-1 and one in his last 21 regular season games. That's, that's outstanding. It's outstanding. And, of course, A.J. Brown, nine catches for 131 yards in week three against the Buccaneers. Well, the Commanders, just when it seemed like, hey, they're getting off to a decent start, they ran into an absolute buzzsaw last week yes, uh, against did. the Bills. Uh, Sam Howell was sacked. Like, I think it was – 3,500 times in the game. I might, be, I might be a little bit off on the math, but it was a lot of times. They had like five turnovers in the game, and he's been sacked a lot this year, Sam He Howell. has. He has. No question about it. 
We'll go around the rest of the NFL for the 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and Sunday, Monday night games next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty and Damer continuing to go around the NFL for week number four. Gordon, somebody's O has got to go. Minnesota at Carolina. Kirk Cousins, he tried his best last week. He did pass for 367 yards and three touchdowns with an interception. Justin Jefferson seven caught seven balls for 149 yards and his first touchdown reception of the season. And then there was the Carolina Panthers. Andy Dalton passed for 361 yards and two touchdowns on the relief of Bryce Young. Uh, had 33 career games with 300-plus passing yards. And Adam Thielen, the former Viking, led the team with 11 receptions, 145 yards, and a touchdown last week. What do you see with this one? Uh, I'm hoping not to see any of it, Larry, to be quite honest with you. I don't plan on on watching it at all. You know what you noticed about, and I didn't see much of it, but Andy Dalton, how much better would the Jets be if they just had Andy Dalton? Oh, please. Andy Dalton. The Red Rifle could still still sling it. Could still sling it, Gordon. Yeah. Uh, Somebody's O has got to go. Denver at Chicago. We don't know that. We don't know that, Larry. (laughs) If there's anyone where the O does not have to go, it's this one. Russell when Wilson. you turn on this game, you go, oh, oh. <laughs> Russell Wilson, 23 of 38, 306 yards and a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields had a touchdown pass, 47 rushing yards in week three, Gordon. Looking for his seventh in a row with the touchdown pass. Broncos at Bears. Who wins this one? Um... The fans who don't the, watch it. The Broncos, <laughs> I would think that after getting embarrassed the way that they did, they would show up, but I don't I don't know, man. Uh, tough. The Bears have lost 13 games in a row. I know. Every other team has won games in that span except for yep, them, obviously. Except them. I think they've I think every team has won like four games in that span except for them. Unbelievable. So uh, the Bears just seem like a mess. The Broncos just seem like they're bad. And yeah. um I mean, Russell Wilson has been okay, I guess. He's been better than he was last year. I don't know how much of a praise that is. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be. The next time I think about the Broncos and Bears will be when they're picking very early on in the NFL draft. They may they may not be in the red zone this week. Neither one of those could not be in the red yeah. zone. It and you don't be. really know how the Broncos are going to respond because how often does a team have to respond to a 50-point loss? That's right. Yeah, really. No. Thank God, not very often. Pittsburgh's in Houston. Oh, Kenny just Pickett. one other thing. Yes. If you're betting that game, get yes. help. Get yeah. get immediate help. Immediately, <laughs> you should portal into a self-help program. 12 steps, 15. There might be more than 12 steps. You might need like 15 steps. Oh, man. Pittsburgh at Houston. Kenny Pickett, 16 of 28. Set season high in passing yards with 233. Touchdown passes with two. And the quarterback rating of 108.5. Oh, by the way, Gordon, in that game, Minka Fitzpatrick led the team with a season-high 11 tackles. 11 tackles. As far as the Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud, not bad. Completed 20 Yeah, he looks like he's a player. I mean, they're throwing it all over the place. Yeah, they are. 280 yards and two touchdowns with no picks. Career-high 118.8 rating. He's uh, pretty good. He's pretty good. 
It, lo- looks, it looks pretty good early on. They have some weapons there. Tank Dell, the, the kid, uh, Nico Collins, who they drafted yeah. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, making it work. Uh, now, I think this is a t- I think this is a step up in class because of that yes. Pittsburgh pass rush. So, yes, uh, we'll see what he's got. Yeah, and they're physical. They may not mm-hmm. be good, but they're physical. You know Pittsburgh. Rams at the Colts. Matthew Stafford passing 269 yards in week three, ranks fourth in the NFL with 910 passing yards this year. Uh, you know, 2-2 Atwell, four catches, 50 yards in his first receiving touchdown. Tyler Higby had uh, had five catches for 71 yards for the Rams last week. And then Gardner Minshew, Gordon, 27 to 44 attempts, 227 yards in the touchdown. Oh, by the way, he also ran out of the end zone for safety. I don't know what it is with these quarterbacks last week, but he uh, did the same thing. But, you know, this is an interesting one because the Rams have been the Rams have been a little better. But, I mean, Minshew's got the coach rolling. Yeah, it looks like Anthony Richardson could be back in time for that game. So mm-hmm. we'll see if, uh, if that's something there. Um, but um, the Rams have been better than I thought they were going to be. I thought the Rams yeah. are going to be really bad this year. And we kind of bottom out. But uh, they've been competitive. They have been. They have been. Raiders and Chargers. Gordon Damer, Raiders and Chargers. Jimmy G. 28 of 44, season high 324 yards and two touchdowns last week. Devontae Adams led the team 13 catches, 172 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Gordon, he wants to leave. <laughs> he made it clear last week. I don't want to hang around till we figure this out. For the Chargers, Justin Herbert completed 40 of 47 attempts for a career-high 405 yards and three touchdowns with no pick. A 123.8 rating, QB rating last week. Keenan Allen, career highs and catches, 18 receiving yards. Gordon with 215 and threw a 49-yard touchdown pass last week. Well, Justin Herbert saved their season. The problem is their defense is terrible. Uh, their is. coaches, their head coach is supposed to be a defensive guy. Yep. And if you ever were wanting to take the Chargers plus five and a half or, or minus five and a half, minus six, whatever it is going to be at game time, you mm-hmm. need to have your head examined. I would not trust that team with any. No, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't care if Jimmy G starts. I don't care if it's uh, who's their backup. Stidham. Is Stidham still their backup? Whoever it so, is. Yeah. Um, I, I would not trust the Raiders one bit. Uh, excuse me. I would not trust the Chargers one bit against the Raiders. Understood. Patriots in Dallas. Mac Jones, 201 yards and a touchdown, no picks last week. Ezekiel Elliott returning home, led the team with 80 rushing yards last week. Uh, as far as Dallas is concerned, Dak Prescott, boy, do they need to bounce back. His 100th career start has 2,254 career completions. Tony Pollock rushed for 122 yards last week. C.D. Lamb looking for his third in the row at home with 120-plus receiving yards. They need a win, Gordon. They have to get back on the track after being humiliated by Arizona last week. Yeah, you would think so. And with Dallas, sometimes things can spiral out of control quickly. Yep, no question. And speaking of Arizona, they've got San Francisco this week, baby. Josh Dobbs, 17 of 21, 81%, 189 yards and a touchdown. And, of course, the Niners, I mean, Brock Purdy, 25 of 37 career high 310 yards and two touchdowns and Gordon he really didn't he said he didn't play that well no that just shows how talented they are and, and that line is 14 yeah I, I would not I would be taking the Niners I, I, I it feels like oh it's so high Arizona's been competitive no no Niners are gonna 
go through them like a buzzsaw. Yeah, no question about that. And, of course, the Sunday night game we've talked about, that's the Jets and Chiefs. And the Monday night game we've talked about with the Giants and Seattle. So those are, you look at week number four in the league where they play for pay. I heard that somewhere. Yes. <laughs> and that once in a while. <laughs> All I need now is the rifleman to come walking in. Yes, of course. <laughs> That's that all the, I need now. That was the hook. <laughs> all right, Gordon, so you got the show Saturday morning following um, the high, high school, school football show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that Saturday show, it's amazing how quickly it flies by. So uh, we'll have all our typical things, our picks. We've got to pick it up on our picks, our picks. Not my picks, our picks, Larry. When it's okay. good, it's my picks. When it's bad, it's our picks. Understood. I got you. I got you. Well, listen, my friend, have a great weekend. I will see you Monday night. Sounds good, Larry. All right. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us. Harvey and Joe, thank you. And we thank our guests who participated in our Know Your Opponent segment as well.